0: Today on transforming lives:
1: We are continuing our series on a cry for help. The last time we minister, we share with you the second um, characteristic of revival. We started to teach on the second characteristic of
0: revival, and that is, rent your hearts. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Rev. Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen.
1: Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And John himself was clothed in common hair, with leather belt around his waist. And his food was was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to him, He said to them, brood of vipers, who warn you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruit of repentance. And do not think that to say to yourself, we are Abraham, we have Abraham as our father. For I say unto you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We magnify your holy name. Oh, God, help us. Send revival, oh, God. Intervene in our lives. Intervene in our situation. Intervene in our families. Intervene in our communities. Intervene in our nations. In Jesus' name, amen. We are continuing our series on a cry for help. The last time we minister, we shared with you the second um, characteristic of revival. We started to teach on the second characteristic of revival, and that is rent your hearts we said to you that we wanted to share with you six dangers of our society. And um, we were able to share only two of those dangers, and we tried as much as possible to pick up from there to com- begin, continue to share the rest of the dangers of our society. We share with you religion without the Holy Spirit, and we told you um, God has said to the, the church in Laodicea that we need not to be lip service un- only, but we need to be heart for him. We need to give our all and, 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 and serve him with all of our hearts. Um, also, we talked to you about Christianity without Christ. That is, many people wanting to, to call themselves Christians, but they don't want to live the life or the Christian life or to follow the details of how God uh, um, desires to change our lives. So we want to pick up and talk about the third principle or the third danger of our society, and that is forgiveness without repentance. Many of the people in our society or many people around us in our families, in our churches, um, in our nation, and around um, even yourself or even sometimes myself, we want people to forgive us, but we are not willing to change. And God is saying, "You cannot have forgiveness without repentance. You must be willing to turn and to change your mind and to stop doing those sinful things that are causing the break of heart for God." Sometimes our preaching uh, um, in the churches are, are so easy that we make it so easy for people to to to, to accept. Uh, um, God, but we, we talk about forgiveness, that God is a good God, God is a loving God, God is a, a, a powerful God, and God has come, Jesus died, but we fail to let people know that in order for you to live this Christian life, you must turn away from sin. You must change your mind. Um, the last time we ministered, we told you about, about what Billy Graham said is that, that, that the moral degradation of our society uh, 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 is eroding and people are only talking about God and not wanting to live for him. Many in our churches are not even born again or ex- have not even accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They're serving him with their lips and not their hearts. We need repentance, true godly repentance, a change of our hearts and minds, a turning away from sin to serve the living God, a desire to make amends of our ways. God said, if my people who are called by my name Will humble themselves and pray and turn uh, from their wicked ways. I, God, will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal the land. Notice God did not just say, I will heal the land. He said, You need to turn from your wicked ways. True godly repentance requires a turning away from sin and a turning towards. Um, we uh, uh, um, read earlier about, about John the Baptist who came to prepare the way for Jesus. And when he came, the Bible tells us that he preached repentance. The, 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 the prophecy about John the Baptist was that he was going to be a voice crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. It says that John was going to cause Every valley to be raised, and every mountain to be brought low, and the crooked places to, to, to be made straight, so that God, the Messiah Jesus Christ, can come into the lives of people. True godly repentance brings down the mountains of unbelief in our lives. Lift up the valleys of despair and hopelessness in our lives and uh, 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 um, straighten the crooked places of deception and bigotry in our lives. True repentance. John is calling for repentance. You see, there can be no birth in the kingdom of God without people hearing God's call for salvation, renouncing their sins, turning away from sin to serve Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There can be no true birth. So, in essence, if you are not willing to turn away from your sin, if you are not willing to follow Jesus as Lord, if you are not willing to lay down your life and allow him to be Lord in your life, then there has not been a true birth in your heart. You have not been born again or have not accepted Jesus as your Lord. You may say it, but you truly have not. Because if you truly encounter the living God, you will change. There will be a transformation in your life. Things that you used to do, habits that were prevalent in your life, Uh, um, Places that you used to go, behaviors that you used to to do, uh, things that you used to say, things that you used to watch, you will stop because of the transformation that will take place in your life. Addictions will break in your life when you meet the living God, when you come face to face with Jesus Christ and you renounce your sin and turn to him as Lord. You see, true growth in the kingdom of God cannot happen without obedience to the commands of Christ, and a childlike responsiveness as a disciple of Jesus. Just like parents have their children, and we train our children in the way that they they should go, we teach them uh, um, how to live, how to behave, how to interact. It is the same. God teaches us through his word in order how to be like Jesus Christ. And that's God's plan. To be a disciple or to even call yourself a disciple, you have to be a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. And now we use the words loosely in our society or in our churches or in our, our lives. We call all kinds of things, but we have no desire to follow through. Our words mean nothing. We do not live the way we want to. John the Baptist, the Bible talks about it in Matthew chapter uh, 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 3. It says that John came preaching repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, the Bible tells us that, that he, he began to baptize people came from all Jerusalem, all Judea, and all over the, the region around the Jordan to be baptized. You see, baptism is, it, it, it doesn't change you, but baptism is a symbol or a, a, a sign to say, I have turned my heart to God. You see, they, they came confessing their sins and turning to the living God. But then the Bible says something that's very interesting. It said, John saw the scribes and the Pharisees coming, and he said to them, Who has warned you to turn from the wrath to come? Come bearing fruits of repentance. It is important. If we say we have come to God, there should be fruit of repentance in our lives. You see, that word repentance means to change your mind, to change your ways, to change, and it takes the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, to perfect that in your life. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to come to God and ask him to change your life and to change your heart. Hallelujah. Number four, salvation without regeneration. You see, many people want salvation. And that word salvation, it means to, to be saved, to, to live uh, um, the, the good life, the abundant life that Jesus talked about when he told his, his disciples, he said, a thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I come to give you life and to give you fullness of life. In John three sixteen, the famous Bible Voice that many of us know. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Shall not perish, but experience salvation. Amen? But salvation comes after regeneration. In John chapter 1, Verse 13 and 14, The Bible. I mean, verse 12, the Bible says, He came to his own, and his own did not uh, um, accept him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right to be children of God, who were born not of the will of man, not of the will of the flesh, but was born of God. You see, in order for you to be saved, for you to have come to, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, You have to be born again. That's what Jesus said to uh, a a religious man that went to him uh, um, one night by the name of Nicodemus when he was seeking uh, um, salvation and seeking answers to his question. He said to Jesus, we know who you are. We know that nobody can do the things that you are doing. And I want to know the ways of God. And Jesus said to him, you must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit of God. You must allow God to change you from the inside out. And that's what regeneration is all about. Regeneration means that God touches your heart. You ask Jesus to come into your heart and he changes your life, your heart. He gave you a new heart. In Ezekiel, God said to the prophet, he said, I will put in them a new heart and gave them a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. I will put my spirit in them and write my laws upon their hearts. God wants your heart. And regeneration or salvation begins with God taking control of your heart. You asking Jesus to come into your heart and to take control of your life. You see, your heart... Um, we, when we talk about it, sometimes we talk about a heart, we, we, we think about the, the, um, the, the physical organ. And yes, the, we, the, the, the physical organ is ca- called a heart. If your heart stops beating today, you will, you will not continue to live. But your heart also is the central most part of you. And when the Bible talks about your heart, the Bible is talking about the real you, the inner person. God wants you. If God has your heart, then there's nothing that is too hard for you. You will live for him. You will not just make lip service. Your life will be changed forever. Amen? God wants your heart. There are many people uh, um, in our society, they are uh, uh, um, talking about God, but there is no conviction of the power of the Holy Spirit. Their decisions are false or coerced. And they are not serving God the way they're supposed to serve God. Uh, They have not come to the realization that Jesus is Lord. Uh, Many in our society uh, um, just have that form of godliness, but they deny the power. When the church started in the first few centuries, there there, 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 there was a zeal for God, but then the church uh, uh, um, became uh, um, powerful in the third century when uh, Constantine became uh, um, a Christian, the Roman uh, um, Emperor Constantine became a Christian, and then at that point in time, the church became political. It became the, the 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 right thing to do to become a Christian, and instead of people genuinely following God, now they were getting into the church because they needed favor or political clout or they were getting for different kinds of reasons. And because of that, the life of the church or the life of the the, the believers were choked. They began to create and do all kinds of different uh, um, things concerning because people who were making decisions about God did not know Him. And we're experiencing it here uh, um, today. Okay, there are places, churches that you go to and places that you go where... You 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 hear people talking about God, but you know they do not know who He is, and they have not even. And many believers they have not even opened the Bibles. Sometimes they put they get a big Bible in their homes, but they they just take dark. It's like a furniture. You need to know God and love Him, and when you encounter Him, there is a change. Look at what Jesus said to Nicodemus. In John chapter 3, verse 1 to 8, the Bible says that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jew. And this man came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. And no no man can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, most assuredly, I say unto you, you must be born again. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again. Nicodemus asks, how is it possible for me to be born again when I'm old? Can a person enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do you marvel that I say that you must be born again? The wind blows where it reaches, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Notice what Jesus said to Nicodemus. To be a child of God, you must be born again. Or in in paraphrase, you must accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You must be willing to submit yourself to his Lordship and ask him to lead your life and take control of your life. But look at what Jesus said and how he explained the, 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 the fact of being born again. He said to Nicodemus, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. In essence, every one of us who are alive or those who have gone ahead of us were born of the flesh. Your mother and your father came together and you were born. You were born of the flesh. You uh, you are an offspring of your parents. You are born of the flesh. But then he said, you must be born of the spirit. There is a difference between being born of the flesh and being born of the spirit. That's why Jesus used the word being born again. Because you see, when you are born of the flesh, you are born into this world to live. God has a purpose for you, but you were born in sin. And that's why I shared with you earlier that you have to repent of your sin and turn away from your sin in order to receive life. But Jesus said, once that turn or that change or that that decision is made, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and birth a new person on the inside of you so that you now are born of the Spirit of God. Jesus likened it to be born of the Spirit, to be born of water, and of the Spirit. Water is a symbol of the Word of God. You cannot be born again if you do not know what the Bible says about serving God. You have to come face to face with the Word of God and recognize that you are a sinner and that you need Jesus as your Savior. That's how you will make that decision. And it takes faith in God to make that decision. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any should boast. It is the grace of God coming to you so that you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But you have to make up your mind to accept him as your Lord. And savior, and then Jesus said something else about the, 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 the being born again or being born of the Spirit. He said, it is like the wind. You see, the, the, the Holy Spirit is a symbol. Uh, uh, I mean, the wind is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In e- e- Ezekiel chapter t- t- 37, God talk, talk, told the prophet Ezekiel when he was prophesying, he said, prophesy to the wind. So that the dead bodies in the valley of dry bones would come to life. And the Bible tells us that the wind came into those bodies and they became a living soul. And this is what Jesus is saying here to Nicodemus. He said the wind blows. The spirit of God blows over our lives. But you don't know where the wind is coming from or where the wind is going. And it it's the same way when, the, when, when faith comes into your heart and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God impregnate life into your body, into your soul and your spirit, and you are born again. You come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to challenge you. Open your heart, repent. We ha- we, we're in a society and we are at a crossroad things are getting worse and you will have to face Jesus you need to open your heart and accept him as your Lord and Savior you must be born again you must ask him to come into your heart you can do that right into your living room or wherever you are no matter where you are whether you are watching us on television or through social media you can ask Jesus To come into your heart. And you can make him. The Lord of your life. The Holy Spirit. Will come upon you right now. And change your life. For the better. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Pastor Liz and I will be right back. With a very important message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
2: Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC area, We invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m., Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m., Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at bethelcityofglory.org or email us at admin at bethelva.com.